0: Welcome to the Beyond Belief podcast. We're glad you decided to listen to us today. We have designed this podcast to have a practical conversation about Christianity. Our goal is to make this show relatable, realistic, and relative. We will bring you the gospel of Jesus Christ so you can apply it practically to your life. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey, welcome to the show. This is the Beyond Belief podcast, and this is your host, Bill, and I'm joined with Alan. What's up, Knucklehead? Good morning. I <laughs> changed it back. I yeah. gave you your old nickname back.
1: I appreciate that. Yeah, I wasn't really loving the dummy one. I know. I'm sorry. It was a term of endearment. Yeah, it's I, like I, I tried that line with my wife when, <laughs> she doesn't when like I say it. silly things too. Um,
0: today we have a guest, uh, Nicholas. Brother, how are you, man?
2: Good. What's going on, Gents? How you guys doing today?
0: We are doing pretty good, actually. Not too bad. Uh, getting caffeinated.
2: Yes, me. I'm actually sitting here drinking a uh, a black rifle uh, espresso and cream myself.
0: Holy cow! Yeah. You're getting caffeinated, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm, Yep. I'm, I'm ready. I'm right. ready. Sweet, man. So listen, here's the deal. Our podcast, we, we are, we want people to tell their story about, uh, their relationship with Jesus Christ and their salvation. Uh, anything you really want to talk about. Um, so I'm going to give it to you and let you kick it off and you yeah, can start no, wherever, I- man. If you want to start with your early on, uh, you can or wherever you want to start off.
2: Okay. Um yeah, no, I just want to first say thanks for uh, for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um this is this is amazing. I'm glad you guys are doing this. So uh, uh, god bless you guys. Um yeah, so oh man, born and raised in the church. Um, I'm from uh, Inverness, Florida. Oh, sweet. And yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So um, good old small town. Uh, most people think it's, it's, it's actually a very small country town. Um, people are like, oh, they always think about Miami or whatever, Florida. And then they (laughs) find out I'm kind of a country boy. They're like, oh, I had no idea. I'm like, yeah, I don't.
0: Yeah. Inverness isn't even close.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's not even close. So anyways, yeah. Uh, born and raised in a church. So my parents divorced when I was super young. Um, I think I was under two or whatever. So I was kind of, kind of used to the upbringing of having two households, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah, I live with my went and live with my dad. And um, I don't know, I, I would probably say I was, I don't know, six, seven years old, something like that. Uh my dad actually remarried. Let me backtrack a little bit. He remarried and um right a little bit after he remarried, my dad's sister was killed in a car wreck. So uh my two cousins came to live with me. So you think my dad, oh man, he was probably I'd say mid twenties along with, uh, with my stepmom at that time. So you think that, uh, you know, she took me on and all of a sudden she had two other, um, you know, yeah. kids now with her and at the age of 25 and, and not even having your own kids yet, it was, it was pretty crazy, you know? So, um, so we, so I went to a Christian, um, academy, probably I would say like first grade through fifth grade. So, you know, I, and my parents were real hardcore into, you know, the the Bible and, and upbringing, stuff like that. So I was kind of what I, say? I say, the outcast in the neighborhood. But my parents were kind of like the family of like, oh, yeah, they're they're the Christians or whatever. So I kind of had that stereotype. Right. 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 But, um, yeah, I uh, and I never really did good in, in school. Actually, I made it to, to fifth grade. And if you guys know about the the Christian Academy, usually their, um, their schooling is a lot harder than public schooling. So, and, uh, I did, Oh, I mean, I did okay. I barely survived to be honest with you. And then, uh, I started getting in a lot of trouble with nothing crazy, just, you know, being a class clown and my grades were kind of, you know, crappy and stuff. And my parents knew they're like, man, I, I I think I'm pretty sure I got put on demerit probation. So, The next year, if I got a certain amount of demerits, I was going to be kicked out of school. So my parents were like, you know what, this is not even going to work. It's not even worth trying with this kid. So (laughs) they put me in, uh, they put me in public school for sixth grade and it was basically the same thing. You know, I kind of got around that, that crowd that, you know, just kind of did whatever they wanted to. And it was a public school system and, you know, kind of balls the wall, everything was just the way it was. You know what I'm saying? If that, that makes sense. You kind of do whatever. So, um, so basically almost failed out of sixth grade basically. And my parents are like, all right, well, let's, let's, what can we do? So they're like, well, let's pull out homeschool. So, um, they pulled me out and homeschooled me, uh, for seventh and eighth grade. Um, and during this time, I also, my stepmom also had uh, my mom and dad, they had a child of their own. Um, and then they also ended up having twins. So, yeah. So you think there was a house full, I mean, it was, it was a big family, you know? So, you know, my, my stepmom, she also, she still worked on top of homeschooling me. And then my dad, you know, my dad worked and that's, that's what my dad did. I, you know, coming from a country family, my dad went to work and he came home and he, and he slept and he was a, he was a good dad, but he was the provider and that's what my dad did. Right. Um, he was there to provide and give me butt whoopings and to scold me when I needed it. And that was pretty much about it. So that's kind of how our relationship started to kind of go South a little bit. You know, we didn't really yeah. have a relationship other than just being in trouble all the time. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Right. That's when you got your attention.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. So, uh, and I got it good. Trust me. Um,
1: <laughs> do you have a, uh, so- I have a question. Do you have are you like A D H D? Oh yeah,
2: big time, man. Oh, yeah, you know okay. I mean?
1: Because everything that you're saying, yeah. um, I yeah. can totally relate to. I was that guy. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. So yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, no, no, definitely. Yeah. My parents, um, you know, they tried they tried therapy. I, I don't really remember it very well. So I don't want to speak out of out of text for all my parents in because it's been so long. But I think they tried therapy. They tried Christian therapy and stuff like that. And I don't think that really, that didn't really work. And then I think they tried like the whole um ADD medication for a little bit and then i think they tried the black coffee reversal effect thing for a little bit but they really didn't like the medication you know um yeah. they were true believers in you know not taking medication and spiritual letting, approach God, and not ex- a medicine exactly
0: yeah
2: exactly so um yeah that's that's kind of how that went that, that that ended real quick so so anyway, so I homeschooled seventh and eighth grade and then, uh, my parents are like, all right, you know, I was able to you know, pass and I I did okay and stuff like that and went to high school. High school was the same thing. I, uh, I never really did awesome in high school. I mean, I barely, I never had grades that were good enough to make the, uh, the sports teams. So I was always like under a 2.0, to be honest with you. I just, school just wasn't my thing, you know, and it's yeah. not like I was, a I wasn't a bad kid. I mean, I got in a couple little fights here and there and stuff like that, but it wasn't like I was, you know, kind of going crazy and getting expelled all the time and doing all these these bad things. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. I just school just wasn't my thing, you know, and and I just like to play around in class more than than listen, you know what I'm saying? So um, so at ninth and tenth grade, I pretty much struggled the whole time, you know what I'm saying, making basically D's and F's and just bare barely pass, And sometimes I think the teacher just gave me, you know, C's or a high D just to, just to get me out of their class, just to push me <laughs> right. to, to the next one, to be honest with you, you know? Yeah. So, um, so my parents kind of got, uh, kind of got a little sick of it. And, um, they're just like, I just don't know what else to do. And during these times, during the summer, um, you know, I'd go work for my dad and my dad owned a, uh, a construction, um, a stucco business. So during the summer times I was out there, you know, early teens, 12, 13, 14 years old slaving. And, um, I kind of, I think that's where I really gathered my work, my work ethic, but um yeah, I there I didn't really have summers to be honest with you. I was out there, you know what I'm saying? My dad's like, Well, you yeah. want to screw off in school? I'm I'm gonna teach yeah, you what you real go. work is. You know, so uh there was once again that more of that resentment, you know what I'm saying? Cause my dad, my dad's sure. slave drove me, man. Like there is no tomorrow.
1: <laughs> right.
2: Um, yeah, it was uh yeah, you know, where you come home and you don't wanna go out. You don't want to you don't even go in the in the neighborhood to play basketball because right. you just wanna go home and go to bed, you know? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so uh so you know, I did that for for a while and my parents were like, Well you know, I guess, you know, maybe you need to go, you know, live with your mom, you know, and, and, um, I know I didn't talk too much about my mom, but I, I had, I was with my mom every other weekend. So my mom is, uh, is, is not a Christian or, but I don't like to really say Christian, but a believer and stuff like that. So they're, um, you know, kind of carly minded. And so I didn't, they didn't really, I went to church, they would drop me off at church on Sundays and stuff like that. So I can go to church and, and things, but, um, yeah, they were, they were always my step or my mom was always there along with my stepdad uh, throughout my, you know, my, my whole life, to be honest with you. It's not like they weren't there, you know?
0: Right. Right.
2: I'd get a little something to drink.
0: So she, so your mom and, and her husband, your stepdad, um, they weren't believers. You're correct. Your dad and your stepmom. That's were. where, that's, that's where the strongest side of your faith came from. Correct. Okay. Correct. Correct.
2: Yeah. Yep. So. Um,
0: let me see Link, where
2: we're we at. So, yeah. So they're like, well, you know, maybe I don't, they're like, I don't know what else to do. And my dad's like, well, you know, maybe, you know, send him to go live with his his mom and see what that does. And I'm, I'm pre- I don't exactly remember it. I'm pretty sure it was like the summer going into, uh, just finished sophomore. So yeah, I think juniors that summer going into junior year, I went and live with my mom. And, uh, I find, you know, and I, I really did not like my dad. I mean, I don't like to use the word hate cause it's such a strong word, but I just strongly disliked my dad. We had no relationship whatsoever. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It was just, uh, you know, in trouble. And that's the only thing I knew out of my dad was that, that fear and anxiety of getting in trouble in yeah. school. And what I knew when I got home, boy, yeah. that was a wrap, you know what I'm saying? It was the, it went from, you know, those little, uh, those paddle balls that you use on the beach where you hit with a little rubber. Yeah. Yeah. So it went from those paddles to where they are breaking over my butt to, um, to the gym belt. And, um, that's just what I, I, that's what I knew. And I don't, I don't, you know, I disliked my dad for it for a long time. Now I don't actually, I, I wouldn't do it to my son now, but I needed that. And I strongly, and it doesn't bother me that he did that to me because it's, I'm now the man I am today because of that. But, um, yeah, boy, he would, I remember the one time I was like, man, I just want to switch. He's like, all right, we can do that. Boy, I went out, he went out in the yard and got a switch. And that was the last time i right. had ever, that was right. one time. And, um,
0: last yeah, time I'll yeah, that recommendation.
2: Yeah. That was, that would not happen again. <laughs> Cause I, I mean, I remember I was all over that bed boy and he was not, that was it. That was, yeah, yeah it
0: was now, something. And now was your dad, did he drink at all or? No.
2: No, nope, uh, my just... dad wasn't a, uh, he wasn't a drinker. He wasn't a smoker, but he didn't have the, also the, uh, the best upbringing himself. His, um, okay. his mom, his mom died when he was super young. Um, so then it ended up being his dad and his dad was kind of the same way. It was, uh, yeah. you know, with not really being a father, he was there, mm-hmm. but you know, he just kind of, he kind of did his own thing. So his, and it was, my dad was really attached to his mother, his mother, you know, um, from just talking to him and stuff. He had a really strong relationship and, and that's actually where my dad I'm pretty sure that, that, you know, Jesus got planted in my dad was from his mom. Okay. Um, So he was very,
0: so he, he had a lot of religion. He just, you wouldn't say he had a relationship with God.
2: Yeah. I would say, well, you know, during a time when, I mean, you know, we went to church every single, you know, every Sunday, you know, Wednesday, sometimes twice on Sundays. And there was a point in time where my dad had Uh, He lost his business um, or it really shrank down. He actually started going to Bible college for, for a while. Uh, And I think, I don't know how long he did that for, but my dad was always, he he was always in it to win it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know that he knew, yeah, he knew the difference between right and wrong all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? And and he definitely, he taught us that, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Through, through the switch.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Basically, you know, it's I, I learned through, through fear, to be honest with you, because we didn't have, I mean, my, I didn't need my dad or my parent, my mom to tell me they, they loved me. You know, I was kind of born in that, in that household that yeah. I knew my dad loved me, but we didn't talk about, you know, loves and hugs and kisses and, and going camping together and sitting around the fire. Like, that's not what, that's, that's not how my household was. It was right. providing for the family, me going to school and, and doing what I needed to. Discipline. And yeah, exactly. A hundred percent across the board. So Uh, so I went to go live with my mom. And then I was at that age where, you know, my mom, I I enjoyed it. I liked it. You know what I'm saying? It's where I I wasn't going crazy at my mom's where I started hanging out with the wrong crowd or any of this stuff. I just, I didn't have that anxiety and that fear of getting in trouble and all that stuff. And I just kind of could be myself, you know? So, um, I told my mom, I was like, well, I, you know, I want to live with you. So then they kind of did like the short, you know, court battle thing or whatever. And, um, I think I remember, I think I had to make like C's season above or something like that was what the, uh, what the judge ordered my mom And if I did anything other than that, I think I had to go back and live with my dad or I don't know. It was, it was something like that. It's been such a long time, but there was was, your dad
0: opposed to that,
2: uh, for me to go live with uh, my mom. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think so. Um, my dad, no, I don't, I don't think so. I think that, uh, it was man i I'd probably say it might have been more my my stepmom that um maybe wanted me to to come back to the house or live at the house or whatever you okay. know what I'm saying, yeah, um but it's but you know what, man, I have to be really careful with the way I talk because once again we didn't we didn't talk through things, you know what I'm saying, I mean we've yeah. talked since then a little bit about things, but um I try not to really. Uh, focus on on stuff like that. I kind of try to push forward. And if I have little questions, I'll ask, but I just try not to get focused on that negative crap that people yeah, that get, they oh, right. you know, and I try not to do the woes me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: Yeah. You so, can be a victim um, all the time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I definitely played that card for a while. I'm not, you know, to, to a certain extent, but, um, you know, I, I mean, my, my stepmom, she did the best she possibly could, you know what I'm saying? And I definitely had some resent for it with the way that she kind of brought me up and she kind of treated me and stuff like that. But now that I'm older, I look back and I'm like, man, at the, by the time she was like 30, she had a buttload of kids that weren't hers. She had a full-time job for, for GE medical. I mean, that's not easy. You know what I'm saying?
0: No, yeah. no, not, not for anybody.
2: That's not, yeah, not for, for anybody. You know what I'm saying? So how old
0: were um, you when you went to move, uh, Went to live with your mom? I was probably, oh man, I would say 15, 16, something like okay. that. Okay. Yeah,
2: because I was a year. There was one, I got held back a year. I forget what year it was. Actually, I think it was like kindergarten, first grade. They held me back um, right off the bat. So I was already a little bit, you know, one year pretty much older than everybody else in my class from being yeah. held, you know?
0: So you go live um, with your mom. The deal is you have to make Caesar better.
2: Yep. Yep. Uh, make- so how does that go? It, it went really well. I, uh, you know, I ended up, uh, I had a couple of teachers that kind of seen, seen what I could, I really enjoy putting things together like programs and, um, designing stuff. I was a real big, I like to design, not when it comes to computer stuff like me actually doing it, but I could tell you and walk you through like, Hey, this is what I want. This is what I want to see on this program or whatever. And, um, you know, my teachers really loved it. So they actually was like, Hey, Nick, we think we want to get you on the junior and senior business Academy. And I was like, what me? Like, are you, do you not know who I am? Like, have right, you lost right. your mind? Right. So, uh, so I actually got accepted into the junior, um, junior and senior business Academy and ended up just like, doing a 180. I ended up doing really good in school. I mean, I still wasn't straight A's, but I mean, I was thinking, you know, I was making high C's, A's and B's. And for me, that's straight A's, you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, yeah, I ended up doing really well in school and I don't know if it was the fact of, uh, of going, you know, not wanting to go back to my dad's or whatever, but I just kind of. I don't know. I just kind of figured some stuff out and, uh, and just kind of made it work. And I did, I had to go to summer, summer school. I think my junior and senior year though, because I had to make up for, um, a couple of history classes and a math class or something like that, that I failed my junior or freshman and sophomore year. I had to get caught up again. So I had to go do those summer classes.
0: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, so uh, what was it? What was the business Academy?
2: So basically, so basically what it is is I, so we had, four or five man it's been so long you know we had four or five classes throughout the day you know and i think three or four of those classes we the business junior and senior business kind of we did them together so i think history we did together we did um history uh we did like a science class maybe not a science class i'm sorry it was a um a computer class, and there's one other class I think that I just cannot think of what it was. But no,
0: no big those, deal, I was just wondering yeah, if it was like to focus you on uh, like real world stuff.
2: So, what so what it ended up doing is you know, we learned all these different things where um, uh, you know, I guess more about um, like politics and stuff like that. Oh, so, what we ended you. up okay,
0: yeah, so what like we economics ended up doing, and stuff.
2: Yes, yes, you know, okay. and we we learned how to um, you know, to to work the computer and try to do like analyst stuff and just just all kinds of stuff like that, you know. All right. I got and you. What then. we ended up, what we ended up doing was was we ended up um kind of competing against other high schools where they uh I forget exactly what it's called, but where we would go, they would give us a trial court case and we would go compete against other schools and court cases. So, you know, you had the uh, it was a full, I mean, they, we literally went to the courthouse and we basically went against another school with, you know, going up against a trial. Wow. And, um, yeah. And we, we had to learn those parts and stuff like that. So, um, I think I would end up being, I was like two witnesses for something and, and, like a primary oh. witness for another case or whatever. So yeah, we would compete against other schools. We never, I mean, we never really made it too far, but I mean, that was a lot of going home and learning notes and, and trying to memorize stuff. Yeah. And it it was a lot for me, at least, with not being a the smartest person on the block,
1: you know? Right.
0: Well, it and, seems like the thing that turns you around.
1: Yeah, actually, I, I can re- totally relate because I had trouble in school as well. And it wasn't that I was stupid. It's just that I wasn't interested. I wasn't challenged. Right. But then when I found oh, things that challenged me, I excelled at it. Yes, 100 percent. Or made me grow. And I think it's the same with church. I think you don't really have an interest until. How can I say it? You um, a church. If a church doesn't challenge you and make you grow, you kind of don't have that same interest in it. I'm sorry. I, switched yeah, I just years on you there, but. Go ahead. go ahead sorry no yeah, i'm, I'm just to... i was just apologizing for switching gears but i i i feel the same way as as far as things in my life things that um challenge me or make me grow it it holds my interest and i can i can excel at those but if they don't challenge yeah. me i'm like yeah whatever
2: yeah no i a hundred percent you know i just I just didn't care about, I just didn't really care about school. You know what I'm saying? I, I I really didn't, you know, I just, it just was not my thing. So, so yeah, I ended up, uh, ended up graduating on time with my class and everybody else. And, um, and I also worked through my junior, senior year. I I also, I had a part-time job and stuff like that. My parents were, uh, um, my step, when I was with my mom, um, my stepdad was a nuclear, engineer whatever. He went and worked at power plants. So he was kind of on and off the road. And one summer they, uh, they took off and, um, my, my, one of my dad's friends hired my mom and dad and me to work for their lawn, um, lawn care service. Cause it was, he had a huge corporation with it. And, uh, so my parents are like, well, i tell you what, like if you, um, whatever money you save will, you know, will match it for your first car or whatever. I was like, all right, sweet. You know, so that whole summer I, I worked and stuff like that and, and made money. And then I was able to, uh, you know, they matched and I was able to buy my first car and stuff. So that, that was another thing too, is, um, just learning to, to work for my, you know, my parents never gave me a car. Yeah. They helped me yeah. out, but um, you know, I, I learned to, you know, buy my own gas. If I didn't have the money, you know what I'm saying? To, to do something fun. Cause I had to get back and forth to my job and, and school with gas. And that's the, that's what it was. My parents didn't give me anything when it comes to that stuff, you know? And, right. and, um, you know, I had to figure out money and stuff like that real quick. And I figured out when I didn't have it, that I had to change it. You know what I'm saying? It's not like yeah. we really walk through those things, you know what I'm
1: saying? <laughs> right.
2: Right. Um, so yeah, I, uh, and I think my senior, I graduated, I graduated my, my senior year, like I said, on time. Um, I went and worked for during that time. I went and worked for my dad's, um, the company that competed against my dad for construction. I went and worked for that guy. Um, (laughs) yeah, just that fight for my dad and stuff like that. So I, I worked with him and, um, you know, did construction for that summer. I tell you what, man, you, you know, construction in um in, in Florida with the the good old boy it's it's no joke out there. I mean it's yeah. it's uh <laughs> nothing everything counts. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah if it goes down on the job side, it goes down on the job side. That's just the way it is, you know. So I kinda kinda got used to that kind of stuff. But um I remember after that I uh quit that job and I was laying in my bed and my mom's like Nick what are you doing? I'm like nothing. She's like, yeah, exactly. That's that's the problem. What are you <laughs> what are you gonna do with your life? And I'm like I don't, I don't know. Like, she's like, well, you better figure out something because I'll tell you what, if you, if you're going to stay in this household, you're going to be, you know, bringing an income and, and, uh, and paying to live here and stuff like that. You're not just going to be, you know, laying around and stuff. I was just like, all right, well, um, yeah, let me figure this out. So my high school sweetheart at the time, her dad, um, her parents were both in the military and, um, she was joining, um, the military. So I kind of started talking to him. I'm like, well, like I might as well, you know, might as well join or whatever. So, um, you know, I don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't want to go to, I'm not going to college cause I hate school. So I'm not going to do that. And the construction stuff, I was just like, I don't, I don't mind it, but I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. And I was like, military, I was like, well, I sure I can try it. So, uh, you know, I was, I was a fat boy. Um, my, you know, my senior year and stuff like that. So I went, I had to lose, I think I lose like 15 or 20 pounds or whatever. So, but finally got in and, uh, yeah, went off, um, joined the military. um, went off to uh to san Diego, you know did my boot camp graduated boot camp and got my first set of orders in san diego and uh which was just crazy because i mean I got i got cut off that uh since say nipple I shouldn't say that but i got cut off them i got cut off from my my mom and my parents you know real quick and had to forget figure you know figure it out on my own right. you know what i'm saying right um so that was uh that that was a good thing it was basically uh, I had to figure out life for myself and Um, I was in the military and I was a grown man. And then, uh, I think I was in the military for about a year or two. And then that's when, uh, you know, Iraq kicked off and, um, enduring freedom. So I went over there and, uh, did what I needed to I was over there for about eight or nine months, um, with my command and we, we did what we did and, uh, and came back. But when I came back, I was, I was a different man. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I wasn't a man. I was still a man compared to what a lot of kids at that age were and what they seen and did and stuff, you know? So I kind of started having some issues with, uh, with some PTSD and stuff like that, but, um, just kind of fought through it and didn't really say too much, you know? And, um, I, uh, at that time when I came back, I ended up, um, one of my friends, I, I met, one of my friends, I met her friend and, um, long story short, you know, we ended up, uh, you know, starting to date for a long time. And then, um, we ended up getting married and stuff like that. And, um, after about three or four years of dating, we, uh, we finally got married and just life was life, you know, It's just, um, still in the military, you know, going and doing all this training and stuff like that, you know, being a married and being a husband and, um, you know, life was, life was fine. And then, um, you know, I went and did another tour, um, and came back was just kind of a little bit more messed up in the head. And, uh, you know, I started to kind of develop some, um, some PTS, uh, some severe PTSD and anxiety and stuff like that. And, uh, it was just starting to kind of go downhill real quick. And, um, I just remember there was, there was one, I wanted help, you know, really bad, but at that time, the military, when it comes to mental health was just packed. I mean, you look at 2000, between 2003 and 2005, when, you know, everybody started coming back from that war and stuff like that. It was, you know, you didn't really talk too much about PTSD. I mean, you did to a certain extent, but not, not like it is now, you know, and trying to get help was just, it was a joke, you know? So, um, there was, uh, there was times where, you know, I was, I was laying in the house, just, you know, freaking out in my mind and I just wanted help, you know, so bad, but I just, I was scared, you know, I was scared to get the help. I didn't want to, I didn't want to lose what I, I was scared to also lose my orders and what I do in the military. I was like, man, if I go get help, they're going to drop me, you know what I'm saying? And and that that's not correct. That was a really big I mean, that's, that is still out there. A lot of people still think that way, but, um, you know, now that's, I've experienced that and went through that, that that's not the case, you know, but anyway, so I, I didn't want to, I wanted to continue doing what I was doing. I didn't want to get pulled from my mission and stuff like that. So I just kind of sucked it up. And I remember, um, one night I was on, I was out on duty and we were doing some, some training and, um, it came back through the radio, um, that it sounded like one of our friends accidentally had, uh, one of my, sailors had accidentally killed himself and um it's like oh what is going on with that like what happened you know so we all get back from the mission and unfortunately he uh he was looking at his gun or something like that in bed and he dropped it and he went to go catch it. And when he caught it, it went off and, and he took around to uh to the head and, and lost his life right then and there. And that was my, that was my end point. You know, like I just kind of lost it for some reason that just kind of put me over the edge and I was crying and they had to take my weapon from me. And so my CEO was like, Hey man, you're going to the hospital, you know, you you're going to the hospital and you're going to get help. So they sent me to the hospital and finally, you know, I kind of explained the situation to them and stuff. And, um, they're like, yeah, you need some serious help, you know? So they finally got me in and, you know, I started taking my medication and stuff like that. But going back to my childhood, I always looked at medication as a bad thing. You know, like I don't need this medication. You know what I'm saying? This, this right. medication is not going to do anything for me. I can do this on my own. You know what I'm saying? Christ can get me through this. So I had, I mean, that very first time I remember taking that pill was just, it was horror. Like that's, it, it caused me so much anxiety and fear just to take a pill to help me. And I think that's so sad when I, when I look at things now, but, um, you know, finally started getting, uh, started getting kind of medicated and stuff like that, but kind of ended up staying at the house for, for a while, you know, um, being in San Diego, I didn't want to years. I didn't want to drive. I didn't want to drive over the, uh, over the Coronado bridge because I was scared of what I would do to myself because I just didn't know what was wrong with me. You know what I'm saying? And, and, yeah who all would talk about, you know, suicide and stuff like that. And I've never, ever wanted to commit suicide ever. But there were times where I'm like, man, do I need to cut myself good? You know, it's where I have to end up in the hospital so I can have someone like listen to my story or hear me. Right. Like, what do I have to do? You know, and there's times I was just like, man, I... I don't want to hurt myself, but so I was always kind of going back to, well, what point was that person at the, right before they committed suicide? So I started looking at myself, like, am I at that point? So I started kind of developing this fear and phobia of, anxiety of, of suicide, even though I didn't want it, I had the fear of committing suicide. And I tell you what, that, that stronghold took me over. Like there was no tomorrow, you know? Wow. Um, and uh you know my my ex-wife at the time was always was always there for me and stuff like that and during these times we kind of started to lose one another. She kind of stopped living for herself and she started taking care of me. And there's times I'd be at the house. I'd come home from work freaking out. I'm like, dude, you've got to get home right now. And she's like, I can't, I'm like, I don't care. You better figure it out. You know? So she was just up and leave work, like not talking to anybody. So that started to play a major role in our, our marriage and our relationship and stuff like that. And our growth, you know? Um, and during this whole time, I was not going to church. You know, I was kind of that Christian was like, "Well, you know, I did church from you know the age of one all the way through eighteen years old, you know three times a week and all this stuff and and I'm you know I'm saved. I know deep down in my heart that I'm saved for from Jesus Christ, you know, and he died on the cross for me, and I was almost felt like that untouchableness
0: you know right so um, did you like uh let me catch up real quick so yeah did when did you stop going to church like around what age?
2: Probably right when I joined the military, man. So I would probably okay. say 18, okay. 18, okay. 19. I just, I just stopped. Yeah. It was, uh, it just wasn't, um, not my, th- I wouldn't say my thing, but I just, I stopped going. I, I felt like I was.
0: Well, you I were made good. to go before, right? Like, I mean, uh-huh. it was kind of like a responsibility with your family. Yeah. And yep. then once you didn't have to be told to go, you just right. stopped going. Uh, yep. A hundred percent. Yeah. So then you're, 100%. you're, you're. you're relationship with your wife. So how long were you all married?
2: We were married for, I think we, we made it to, so golly, I'm trying to think because I'm, I'm a real bad man when it comes to numbers and stuff and marriage time. Uh, I think we, we were together for about four years and then finally got married. And I think we legally separated when I was at, like, we were married for maybe seven years. So seven, eight, nine, okay. ten. 10. Okay. So like 11 years by the time I had, uh, we, uh, legally separated.
0: Okay. And you did two yeah. tours, right?
2: Oh man. Roughly. At that time, by that time, Ooh, I might've been at like maybe three or four by that time. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it yeah. was, it yeah. was
0: in the middle of a, was it in the middle of a deployment or while you were back stateside?
2: when, as far as what, when I, uh, um, it was stateside, stateside. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we just, and it, it started, I mean, it was a long process, you know, there was, there was never any, um, like true, like hate or discontent or like crazy fighting or anything like that. It was, I can tell you right now that one of the biggest, uh, you know, I guess, uh, blocks or whatever you want to call it that i that i built up for her was is we were on a uh, we got we were getting stationed in hawaii and uh we're like well let's do a new england road trip you know because she her thing was traveling she always wanted to travel so i was like all right let's go you know let's go on a road trip before we go out there and our marriage was already kind of it was almost like we were doing this trip to kind of you know just get away from everybody and everything yeah. and stuff like that and just kind of you know find each other and enjoy some time well That didn't work out very well when we were in the middle of a conversation and we were driving and we started talking about God. And, uh, you know, she's like, well, do you think I'm going to hell? I'm like, well, you know, are you saved? And I already knew the answer. She's like, well, no. I was like, well then yeah, you're going to hell. That didn't turn out too well, boys. Let me tell you. Um,
1: <laughs> I can imagine.
2: So, Right. Yeah. Yeah. If, if there's anybody listening to that, that's, that's definitely not the way to go about business. You know, maybe Southern <laughs> Baptist, which I was raised, may, maybe, but it's definitely not the way to go anymore. You know?
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you gotta, so, you gotta, uh, um, lead them by, by love, not, but showing yeah. how wrong they are. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. you know, and I was, I mean, I was that's just that's kind of me. You know, I just kind of went out there and said it. And and also, you know how as as a man, there's several times where I say something, I was like, Oh my gosh, I shouldn't have said that or whatever. And yeah. I didn't mean it to come off that way. But boy, the way that she took it, I mean, she she's right. The way that I, I said it and stuff like that. So that was a huge thing for her. And I think that was really, really hard for I don't think she ever got over that during the marriage, and probably still to this day, but um, yeah, that was a, that was a big, that was a big no, no. So, uh, so we ended up, and I never really, you know, she knew I was a Christian and I, and I love God. And there's times where I would pray and stuff like that and, and talk about church and she knew my upbringing, but we never, you know, we never went to church and stuff like that together. You know, we never prayed together or anything. And her parents were both, uh, her mom and stepdad were archeologists. So she was she was kind of born and raised in the science world if that, you know, and, yeah, and that's actually. what she, that's what she bl- lived by. You know, I was, I was through faith and through Jesus Christ, my Lord and savior. And she was through, excuse me, she was through, you know, science and this big bang theory or whatever yeah. people, you know, yeah. want to believe
0: science yeah, can science. be a religion.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, so that was a, that was a big thing, you know, obviously getting married, not being equally yoked and stuff. So, um, so we get out to Hawaii and, we just ended up, I mean, it just, it just kind of got worse and worse. We just really started to, you know, kind of fall apart and not really, you know, just, just kind of living together, you know what I'm saying? And not really being husband and wife, just kind of making it happen. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of both being miserable and stuff. And, um, so we did that for, for a couple of years and then, uh, um, we got, uh, we got stationed. She had some medical issues and, um, they didn't want us to be in Hawaii anymore because, uh, the medical treatment she needed, um, was back in the main, on the mainland. So they ended up, uh, sending us back to San Diego. Um, and at the time I got accepted. We don't have to talk about it right now. We talk about later or whatever, but I got accepted. I got a phone call, um, randomly when I was in the garage one day, um, saying, Hey, are you still interested in, you know, doing your, um, your, you know, giving your bone marrow? I was like, yeah, sure. I, yeah, it sounds great. Yeah. I, I would do it, you know? And that was at the time that we were about to, to move back into, back to San Diego. Um, and I ended up, uh, they sent her back to, to San Diego a little bit earlier and I, I stayed out in Hawaii for a couple months and then finally was waiting on my set of orders. And, um, during that time I got it, you know, um, my match to be a bone marrow ended up being a hundred percent after doing all these, these tests and stuff like that. So when I came back to San Diego, I kind of went through that treatment, uh, for somebody for about the, the treatment was about a week or two. Um, but then I had to kind of recover for about a month and a half. So I got back to San Diego and I kind of done that. My command's like, Hey, like, no, go do you. Like, if that's what you want to do and good for you, go ahead and knock that out. So I did that. And then, uh, we ended up, um, you know, getting stationed back here and, and living together and stuff. Um, you know, we bought our first house, but never, it just wasn't a really, uh, we were just kind of there. The relationship right. was just there, you know, it was, it never, it was just kind of always struggling. And, um, then, uh, she called me one day and she was having some medical issues or whatever. And, um, she ended up pregnant and, uh, we ended up pregnant, you know, and, and that was a big shock. Cause we weren't, we had planned on not having kids just cause of her medical issues and stuff like that. And it just wasn't, it wasn't the smartest and safest thing. So we weren't going to have kids. And then one day, like all of a sudden she's like, Hey, we're pregnant. And I was rolling out the, I was rolling out the door in like two and a half months to go on another deployment. So I was like, oh man, all right. So, you know, uh I go on deployment and do what I need to and stuff like that and come and come home, you know, and she's at that time, you know, she's 7 months pregnant or 8 months, you know, about to about to have Dylan. But we were there was just still it just wasn't right. You know, it was just, we just weren't happy together and stuff like that. So, um, we ended up having Dylan had the baby and stuff like that. And, you know, we were just still having our tips and opens and ups and downs. And obviously, um, we didn't have a child to, to try to bring us back together. You know, it's not that that was not the case, right. but it did kind of help us, you know, you know, our main focus was not on each other. Now it was once right. it was on, right. Dylan, you know, providing for Dylan. So, um, so, it was probably about, I don't know, a year and a half, two years later where, you know, it was just, I was just unhappy. She was unhappy. There was just didn't seem like there was too much. We tried therapy. Um, you know, but it just wasn't my thing to be honest at the time. There was, there was times that I wanted it to work and she didn't. And then it was vice versa. There was times that, you know I'm saying? That I wanted it to work and she didn't. And we just never really, you know, um, we just could never really figure, figure that out. Therapy was just always, there was no progress moving forward. You know what I'm saying? Um, and there was times where I'm like, Hey, let's go to church. There's one time that she did go to church with me. And, uh, but that, that was it. You know, we didn't, we didn't really talk about it afterwards or whatever. And it was, this, this is where my anxiety was really bad. I was just trying. I was like, I knew what I needed. I knew that I needed my life to get back online with Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. my parents, my parents, you know, planted that seed so deep in me that I knew what I needed to be doing, but I just wasn't doing it. I was fighting the system. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I can, I can believe, but I don't need to, you know, I don't need to do these things. I don't need to you know pray all the time. I don't need to open up my Bible and, and read it and stuff like that. You know? So, um,
0: Well, you had a lot of distractions going on too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You 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 got the military, you got a family. Now you have a child in the family. You had, uh, you know, some some things you were dealing with personally with PTSD and severe PTSD. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that can pull you away from Christ.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was it was um, you know, and I was fully dedicated to the military, man. That's another thing that's uh, you know, kind of, you know, ruined my marriage was like military came first, man. Like I was one of those like, hey, you need something. I, I got you. Where are we going? What are we doing? You know, what time do mm-hmm. you want me to show up and how long are we training for? You know, and um, it's, it's hard to kind of explain that to a, a young married couple, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, you know, like the, the drive that, uh, that I would have for that, you know, and I don't know if that, if that makes sense. It's really hard on the wife yeah. and the family, yeah, you know what I'm does.
0: saying? Yeah. It's hard so, to, it's hard to have somebody share the same passion with you.
2: Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. So, uh, so especially it was always about me and my job. It was, you know, us moving around because of my job and I have duty or I've got this deployment. and I can't go here and I don't want to travel. And, you know, her, her passion was traveling. And for me with what I had happened and stuff like that, I don't like to travel. I don't want to be around people that I don't know. I don't like people, you know, I just, there's little ticks. And, and one of those things is traveling and being around people and stuff like that. Like, listen, I travel enough and it's not to awesome places, but that's enough traveling for me, you know saying? So that was a, that was another thing that was that was kind of hard for her, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh so yeah, we have Dylan and it's, you know, about a year and a half, two years later and it's just not going anywhere. So, you know, I'm like, well, maybe I should, you know, move out, you know, and and uh I'll move out, you know, you find yourself and I find myself and, you know, we meet back in the middle and and work this out and you just kind of, you know, do your thing and and we'll go from there. So, um that's that's what we did and uh I moved out and uh like I said, a Dylan was probably about two and a half. So we started doing the whole, you know, I had, you know, Dylan, you know, every other weekend and three of, you know, three nights a week or something like that. And we just kind of figured it out on our own. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, we did that for a while and, um, you know, then I, uh, then I ended up meeting somebody and, um, we, this is right before we legally separated, I think, um, ended up meeting somebody and stuff like that. And it was nothing at first. It was just, you know, you know, conversation and, and good friends and having somebody to talk to and stuff like that, because I didn't really, that, that companionship, you know what I'm saying? Was I, I was lost. I didn't have it anymore, you know, and I, and I wanted that. And, um, so I ended up stepping out on my marriage and, and, uh, having an affair and, um, you know, my, my ex at the time or my wife at the time, um, it was nothing that really went untalked about. I think it was like maybe like a week or two. Um, but we we ended up, you know, she ended up knowing pretty quick that it it was it wasn't like a secret thing. You know what I'm saying? Where I was hiding it from her or whatever. And um so man, guys, that went on for, you know, back and forth for a long time. But in between that, you know, we tried to still work things out. So now I was going between I moved out. So I'm living at my house. You know, I'm kind of staying at, um, you know, my ex-wife or my wife at the time's house and I'm staying at my, you know, my, my girlfriend's house and we're just going back and forth. And it's just for a long time, you know, and, um, I didn't want to get a divorce, you know, and, and it's crazy to think people are like, well, man, you know, you're having an affair and you don't want to have a divorce, but I knew God hated divorce. And I did not, the last thing I wanted for my son was a divorce family. Cause I grew up that way, even though it was, It wasn't the worst, you know, separated family. I just didn't want to have my son have to go through those every other weekend's crap and all that other stuff. And I just didn't want to pull him through that, you know? Right. Um, so kind of went back and forth to that for, for a long time. And, you know, um, you know, I kind of with my ex, you know, um, or my girlfriend at the time, we, you know, we broke up and split up and, um, you know, to get back, you know, the, the Lord, would be, t- you know, pulling on me at my, my heartstrings hard. And I'd be like, all right, like I'm going to make this this marriage is going to work and, um, and go back. I mean, this happened for for a couple of years and we legally legally got separated during that time. And uh, it was just it was a, it was a mess, man. Um, I just didn't know I was praying, Lord, like, what do you want from me? Like, what do, what am I supposed to do? you know, but I wasn't listening. I wanted, you know, a military, you know, man, like I want answers now I'm ready to move (laughs) forward. What do you want? And what are we going to do about this? You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, there was just, uh, there was, that just went off for a really long time. And, um, I started to really, pray about it. And, I'm um, not to say I wasn't, but I was like, man, I really want to figure this out. I I'm ready to like, kind of, I'm ready to commit myself to, to God again and, and try to do the the best thing and the right thing. And, you know, I was talking to my chaplains, I was talking to my dad, like, you know, what do I, what do I do or help me figure this out and stuff. And, um, you know, my, my wife at the time, you know, I, there was time, there was one time that I went back and I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? To, to do this and, um, to make this, this marriage work and stuff like that. And she's like, well, you know, I, I just don't, I'm not quite sure, you know, how about we try, you know, being good friends again, or just being friends in general, and then seeing how that goes. And, um, and I was just like, Nope, that's, that's not what, you know, <laughs> that's not going to work for me. And what's crazy is even though I knew that's, I I, the only reason I truly wanted to work was because I didn't want a divorce. I knew God didn't want that for me. Yeah. But then I started thinking about it. I'm like, well, God doesn't want me to be in a unhealthy, miserable marriage either, even though we don't beat each other or yell and scream and stuff like that. Like we're both miserable. So I was like, I can live there miserable, you know, and still go against God's word and nothing ever happens. We don't ever do anything. And our marriage is just super crappy. We're not equally yoked or I can get divorced. So which one is it? You know, both, both to me, is both to me at the time is equal. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, so yeah, I ended up, uh, after that, she's, I was like, Nope, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of done with this. So I finally told her, I was like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to go ahead and push forward and, and get divorced and stuff like that. So, um ended up getting uh finally ended up getting divorced after a couple years of just going through just torture of back and forth and stuff like that you know and uh actually I was on deployment I left again and went back on deployment and my uh my divorce was finalized when I was on deployment which uh I think was a a good thing to be honest with you because I needed to go through those emotions and not be so I think there was times where you know, living in the same town and those, you know, hormones and all those other things kept pulling me in, pulling me back. You know, what I'm saying where I really just needed to cut that off. You know, right. Um, so yeah, got finally the divorce was finalized, and I was on deployment and came back and uh, um, moved in with uh, moved in with my girlfriend, and um, we, you know, we were we were together for. Oh, the whole entire, the, I mean, we're, we're married now, but we were uh, together for a while. And then we both got, we both were up for orders and I prayed to God. I was like, Hey God, like, you know, what do you, and at the time, me and me and um, my wife started going to, to church. We started going to church together and we started, you know, I was, we were praying more and uh, we were equally yoked and um, we were trying to work this out and knew that we both did wrong and we gave it to God and, um, you know, that's all we can do. So we kind of worked through that and was, you know, pushing forward and we were once again, you know, like said, up for orders and we're like, well, hey, what, you know, God, what do you want? Do you, you know, do, are we supposed to be together? You know, like if that's the case, like. Give me the orders that you want me to to be at. You know, like where do you want me to go? And this is where I started. At this time, this is where I was really started to give it to the Lord and and ask Him, hey, what do you want from me, rather than like, hey, Lord, like this is what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Was uh-huh. this so? Is this this is your current wife? Yep. This wasn't yep. your. Okay. Okay. I, uh-uh. I, I, I don't. I don't want to sound confused, but I was confused. I no, thought you're you were joking. talking about your your ex wife. So this is you. You're away. You get you get uh the divorce papers that say you're now officially divorced yep is this the girlfriend you had before that became your wife or is this the another
2: nope one? this is my the this girlfriend diff- i had before yeah nope okay. same girl yep it okay. never okay. It, okay okay yep yeah I just yeah, wanted same, to make sure same woman okay yep, no, you're good, i like i said i I have a d d so I'll, I'll talk quick, man, I talk real quick. <laughs> no, whatever.
0: you're good, I just wanted to make sure that I had the story, right I'm sure other people yep. had it perfectly fine i just um, so <laughs> let me ask you something, man, so yeah. like i I mean your story gives me anxiety just because i you know i I get anxious about stuff too from from my past, but right, is it <laughs> Before you said like you, you were looking for the answers for yourself, you know, that military background mm-hmm. you were used to, uh, you know, getting, getting orders or finding the answers for yourself, being in charge, right. being, being the person that was able to fix all this stuff where right. you find out that's not working. Right. So you start, did mm-hmm. you start moving towards more prayer?
2: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I really did because, um, and just nothing was nothing was really working out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, it was a really hard decision for me to to get divorced. You know, it was... Sure. I'd rather have just lived in, you know what I'm saying, um, you know, and hate and discontent rather than, you know, being divorced, you know? And I just, I like I said, I didn't want that for my son. So that was that was really, really, really hard for me to, to do. And most people are like, well, how about the affair? I'm like, well, yeah, but, um, I just, yeah, I just, that, uh, I just did not want the divorce thing. You know, it just wasn't, it wasn't, it, you know?
0: Yeah. It's not uh, like you're, it's not, you know, I, I can tell it's not like you're blowing one up, like, Hey, the, the affair is okay, but divorce is bad. It's right, not like you're right. saying that they're both equally yep, not looked yep. upon. Uh, right. you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. just guess you gotta, you gotta turn to God and you know, at that point you're in it. Like there's not, I mean, you can't change that. It's, it's already yeah. there. So
2: yeah. Oh, a hundred percent.
0: Yeah. So yeah. you, so the orders you you pray to God, you ask him, Hey, you know, I'm giving it to you looking for your, uh, your will in this whole thing. So what happens with that?
2: So God ends up giving us both orders, uh, to Virginia. Um, I'm at, we're basically the same community. I. I'm in one, I'm in a one building and she's in a different building. Her jobs, you know, basically, basically I, we tell her like policy procedures and stuff like that. We inspect them to make sure that they're doing what they're doing, but we're all in the same community. okay? And it was crazy how this worked out because God blessed us so much that I was with all my fears and anxiety and stuff like that, um, I hated driving. Right. And I, um, yeah, like far distances and being alone and being by myself, God planned this so well that, and what's crazy is, is that, you know, people are like, well, the the devil opens doors too. And yep, you're right. The devil does open doors. But I think that I feel in my heart that God, I mean, he put us in, we had to go to a, uh, to a school in a month long school in between, um, coming to this, uh, to this duty station that we're at. So we literally got orders within a week and a half of the school. So we drive, she drives down to Mississippi, starts going to school, I drive down to Mississippi and start going to school like a week and a half later. Um, So God, you know, puts her in my, you know, in my life, keeps her there with me um, as you know, I'm because I'm still kind of freaking out and stuff like that and and need somebody. So we go to school together and then she decides I'm going to go ahead and stay here and take a week and a half of vacation while you finish up school. So we finish up school. Or left uh, left school at the same time, drove across country the rest of the way together, and got orders here, and you know, um, just started started living, you know. And I kind of finally broke that ties tie with the, the ex because obviously I was you know divorced by then and stuff. But uh, yeah, just uh, and also, sorry to backtrack. Me and the me and the wife, we rededicated our lives uh, back to the Lord in 2018 because we knew we were sinners. We knew we were messed. We knew we were messed up, you know. And I knew what. I needed to do, you know what I'm saying? And I needed to have that relationship with Christ and stop faking the funk as a Christian, just because I was born and raised in the church. Like I was, you know?
0: Yeah. So, so your life's kind of just, I mean, it. <laughs> I'll give you time to catch your breath. <laughs> your, your life before man, just geez Louise. I mean, it's, it's almost a, I mean, minus the military thing, it's almost a mirror of mine. I mean, mine, trust me, man is geez. Yeah. Uh, was a train wreck, but so you have this anxiety filled, uh, just, I mean, you talk about stuff happening and going on, it's going on, it's happening. Uh, what does life look like now with, with, uh, with your relationship, your family relationship with God?
2: So it is beautiful. Let me tell you what it is. Um, so, you know, re rededicate our life back in 2018. But, and you know, I was, I was back on, I was back with, you know, speaking with God, talking with God, going to church and stuff like that. But I wasn't in my, I wasn't in my studies. I wasn't in my Bible, my, you know. I wasn't reading obviously, even now I feel like I could always do better. Right. But, yeah, um, I still was just kind of, still kind of not faking it. You know what I'm saying? Still going to church and, and starting to you know, feel the Holy spirit working through me and stuff like that. And, uh, me and the wife, um, just got married, uh, finally got married last year. And, um, I was like, still, I was, you know, I'm like, man, I was still living in sin. I just still felt like, even I, even after rededicating my life in 2018, you know, I'm still living with my girlfriend, I'm still having sex and all this stuff. And, and I know that it's wrong, but I'm still doing it, you know, and yeah. but I'm still going to the church on yeah. the, on the weekends and I'm still praying and stuff like that. So, um, finally, uh, just this last Easter, um, you know, I, 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 uh, me and the wife wanted to do it together, but with the whole COVID crap and she's actually back on deployment right now, um, we wanted to get baptized together, but it just didn't work. So I didn't want to wait any longer so I went ahead and got Baptist last, this, this past Easter again. Um, just because I was like, you know, I'm a, I sin every single day, but I don't live in sin anymore. And that's not who I am. And I just gave that over to to Christ and I, I gave it to him a while ago. Um, you know, but still I just felt dirty and I wanted to show people, you know, yeah. including myself like, Hey man, I'm, I am in it to win it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 a
0: I'm myself I'll tell yeah. you this man, society places such a standard on everything being done at once, you know, yeah. like hey, as soon oh, you're saved, okay, I expect you to be perfect, uh yeah, yeah. it's just such a you know I hate to say it, but it, it it your story is refreshing because it's 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 real, it's how it is, yeah, man, yeah. I mean, it's just the way it is it you know, when I got saved, nothing miraculously happened to me the next day. You know, it was yeah. it wasn't yeah. like all of a sudden I just stopped sinning and all of a sudden, you know, everything's perfect. And and a lot of times it does happen that way for for some people. Uh, yeah. it just wasn't the case. I know it wasn't the case for Alan. It wasn't the case for me. And yeah, and because I was like I was in the world and I I didn't understand all this stuff about Christianity and a relationship with God. I mean, it took I'm still going. It took two years for me to finally get it. Like, like, here we go. Okay, I'm in my Bible every day. I'm writing devotions. We're talking to people like I feel like I'm on my mission. But yeah. But I wasn't there before and it was overwhelming for me because I was like, what else do I need to do? Well, because I was stuck at salvation. (laughs) Yeah. I got stuck there. You know, I figured,
1: okay, I turned my life over to Jesus Christ. Here we go. So many people put place such an emphasis on salvation. It's important, but it's not the end all be all. It's, you know, there's more to it. And you said something very interesting earlier. Um, You know, you knew what you were doing was wrong. You knew the the things that you were involved in were pleasing to God. And I was in the same position, um, completely different story in some aspects, but uh, like yeah. many, but, um, you weren't listening to the Holy spirit. Yeah. You know, we, and, yeah. and we all want our timing, you know, we want, um, we don't listen to the Holy Spirit a lot of times because we don't give him a chance. We are like, yeah, pray. 100%. And then we're like, well, it didn't happen, you know, in the week that I gave him or whatever, you know, <laughs> and we're like, Oh, okay. Well, you
0: know, a lot of people are going to listen to your story at the, at like the 45 minute mark. And they're going to be like, geez, man, this guy's a wreck. Yeah. Like, because well, I'm, I'm listening to my story as you're telling yeah. it. And I'm thinking, yeah. man, you know, this guy's right. talking and, and Alan too, you know, yeah. he's talking, he's telling our story, man. Like we're just Absolutely. sitting here going, yeah. wow. You know, it's not, it's not all perfect all the time. Right. Until you no, give your life yeah. to Christ and and have that relationship with exactly.
1: him. Exactly. And then things yeah. start to change. And right.
0: I can completely
1: go yeah, re- yeah, I'm sorry.
2: No, no, a hundred, a hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, that's what I'm saying. I, um, you know, and and what kind of got me to where I am now is I was I wanted to start running again. You know, I, I've I've got a really messed up body and stuff, but um, you know, I kind of got into this thing where uh, you know I was like, man, I want to run an ultra. So I started doing investigating, and that um and that kind of led me into the the Chad Wright three seven project, which I'm sure you guys know about him. correct? Yeah. 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 So, um, I just randomly found Chad. It had nothing to do with Christianity or looking for a new, you know, anything it, or it was just, who is this guy? And so I started listening to him and then they're like, yeah, he's a Christian. And I was, you know, a believer. And I was like, oh, okay. I got a little bit more excited about it. And, um, yeah, you know, I became a Patreon and stuff like that. And I'll just never forget. I talked to Chad on the phone. He called me during the, one of those, those conversations that you can have and, He's like, bro, he's like, you have a, he's like, you have a serious testimony slash story. Like, yeah, that is amazing. Like, and for you to openly talk about it the way that you do, he's like, that, that's amazing. And I never really, I, it's just my life, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't, I didn't think anything differently of it, you know? And I was like, you know what, um, I, I really wanted to start talking to people about it because, you know, I am a sinner. You know what I'm saying? I am a messed up individual right. and I know that I am not my past. And I know that God forgives me of those things. That's right. And I knew I was like, you know what? If I'm going through this, I know there's somebody out there that's going through the same darn thing, if yeah. not worse than yeah. me. So yeah. what are men these days not doing? They're not talking about it. Right. So that's why I decided to start my, my YouTube channel was, was because I wanted people to know, not my story, because I can't stand when people just want to talk just to talk and yeah, yeah. you know it's about me and stuff like that. This this has nothing about really yeah. me. It has it's kind of letting you know my story and that how you know messed up I am, that God still comes after yeah. that one percent and sage them, no matter how yeah. Yeah. messed up they feel that they are or whatever, you know?
1: Jesus is the answer and we need to share yeah. that with more people. And I can 100%. totally relate to a lot of your story because my dad actually he was the same as yours. You know, he, he would work me and work me. I think he worked me a lot. So he would think, you know, he would get me to the point where I was like, I'm not doing this when I get older, I'm going to use my brain more. It didn't work. Yeah. I still, you know, was out there breaking my back uh, yeah. and he lived by, you know, he that spares the rod spoils the child. <laughs> he did not yeah. spare the rod, but, um, Amen. and so many things, you know, in our lives. And here's, here's the point that I was trying to make with that is, you know, I had that exposure all my my life with my dad and I walked away at a younger age too. became a father at 17 and went and done my own thing and everything. But I returned. I always had God. God was always present yep. in my mind. And, mm-hmm. and um, a guy that we talked to the other day, would brought it up, you know, was it Tim? No, I don't think it was Tim, but anyway, um, he was talking about, you know, you can go out and do silly things and stuff and walk, not be, not be walking closely with Jesus. But as long as you stay to the point where your, your mind, your conscious doesn't get seared, you know, that's where you you can take a really bad turn when it gets seared. But if you still keep God on your mind, there's always hope, you know? Yeah. So I think there was a thing
0: too, that you said, man, like the problem is like, you know, when I was growing up, I I did the Christian school thing in public school, and my family was in church. The problem is, everybody wants to keep uh, this Christianity. In your relationship in a box called the church. They just want to, they just want to keep it in this little place. They don't want, and now I'm starting to see uh, a revival of Christians talking to each other, sharing stories, you know, helping other people understand what this relationship thing is all about. And I'm not, listen, I'm not taking anything away from church. Church is important, but what I'm getting at is they don't have the monopoly on it. It's not the great commission. Didn't ever say it only belongs in a church church, we're all commissioned to go out and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. We shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't be just sitting around, you know, wait until Sundays and Wednesdays to have conversations with other Christians. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we should be out there doing this kind of thing where we're talking to people, you're talking to people and not, and not segregating it either. You know, where like, you know, Mm -hmm. three of seven does their own thing and we do our own thing. It's, you know, we all talk to the same people, man. And that's because we're Christians. Yeah
1: yeah yep so
2: yeah, one body for sure,
1: so yeah. yes, exactly. Yeah. We just had a podcast about the body of Christ yeah. um, not long ago, but Nick yep. what um, what advice would you have for someone that can relate to your story?
2: Oh man, I would say I would just say, keep pushing forward, man, you know, yeah. you have those I think that's I always say this, some people it sounds kind of weird, but your faith, your faith gets stronger through faith. You know, when you see, when you see those little things, when you start listening to what the Holy spirit and God's doing, you're like, Oh man, yeah. like look what God just did for me, you know? And then you start, you start to draw yourself in more and you want to have more of that relationship with God. And, and, uh, as you start doing those things the the Valley is never fun. It's never easy, but it gets just a hair bit easier to a little bit because that faith is just a little bit stronger.
0: Well, yeah. And people want, you know, the, the world's fun, you know, the world is very fun and alluring and, and obedience is never fun except when you're obedient to the Lord that can provide so much more in your life. If you'll just, if you'll just be obedient and patient
1: when you realize the blessings that are available. And I don't think there's enough talk about the blessings that, that come with, uh obedience to yeah. Jesus Christ and yep and and walking that because there's so much the fear and the anxiety you know when you when you come to the realization that you can place that uh, within Jesus and, and, and place that on him. Um, life gets so much easier when you stop worrying about every little thing yourself and know that God is in control. He's going to take care of things the way they need to be taken care of. Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah. I've, I've seen, uh, you know, just over the past, you know, year or two, even the past six or seven months. I mean, my life seems to, you know, I mean, I, even since I've been out here with, um, just with my son in San Diego and having to go to court, stuff like that over just, just, uh, you know, money issues and, and time seeing a child and stuff like my son and stuff like that. It's just, uh, you know, I've definitely still, I mean, I still have stuff that I could add to this story, but I tell you what, there's those times that when I just like, that's not that I don't care, but when it's just like, you know what, like, God, you got this, bro. Like what am I, what, are, there's nothing that I can do over here other than like, let God have it. And when I let God have it, I feel like he just blesses me so much yeah. more and that's hard. Trust me. That is, is. that is not easy. I still struggle no, with that. You know, I still, <laughs> still want to fight that system. But when I truly let that go, God's like, bro, I got you. And I'm like, holy cow, man. Like, yeah. come on, Nick, like get out of that Valley, get up top. God's got you. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And what you said a while ago, you know, when, the, when you, your faith grows as you step out on faith, because the more you can step out on faith or the more you step out on faith, the more you realize you can step out of faith. And it's the same thing. When you realize that you can rely on God to be there and take care of your problems, to help you through the problems, uh, the more you can rely on God and you realize that. Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah. I think, um, also too, uh, just, um, you know, there's even nowadays and here recently, I just pray for Lord. What's my next step? Like, what do you want? I think a lot of people, they they have things that they they want and there's nothing. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's, is it God's will And if it's God's will, then it'll happen. But, you know, I, I pray about my retirement now and I pray, what do you want from me? You know, in, in everything, obviously I have, I have moments of weakness and stuff like that, but I'm like, God, what do you, what are we doing today? Like what 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 do you, you know, what do you want from me? What should I, you know, I read the Bible and do what I, you know, my, my things and my studies and Lord, what do you want me to do in retirement that pleases you that's serving for you? So when I keep him, I I try my best to keep him number one now, even though it's not, it's not easy. Trust me. I got that fleshly carnal minded, but when I say, Hey, what, what do you want from me? And you know, what's the next step? I feel that. I just, I just feel better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah,
0: First I heard this sermon the other day where uh, it's a pastor I respect very much. And he said that once we turn our lives over to Jesus Christ, we put our faith and trust in him. That's when we start going to work for him, wherever we're at, whatever field we're in uh, you know, my wife's a teacher. So in her field as a teacher, she should, she should, that should be her field that she does yeah. her work in her best work, which is through yeah. Jesus Christ. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, anywhere where you're at, as long as if you're a Christian, you're called to serve him, Amen. And that's you know, and that's our, our field isn't limited Just if we're, you know, a pastor in a church or a deacon or an elder or, or, you know, we're, we're called wherever we're at, you know, even, you know, even uh, where you're at, that's a field for you to, to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. And man, brother, I applaud you, dude, for one, for telling your story and one for getting back to it, man, and, and building your relationship with God. Uh,
2: Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. It's, it's, uh, definitely an ongoing, uh relationship and, and, uh, even struggle. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's all, com- it's all in there. It's all combined, but it's just pushing yeah. forward,
0: man. You yeah, know, for sure. I would, you know, I would like to, before we go out, uh, if you're, if you're down with it, man, maybe we do another one, uh, in about a month and just catch up with you and, and uh, maybe less than a month, but catch up with you and see how life's going and,
1: and do a part. Yeah, two. definitely. Well, he said he had yep. plenty more to say. So definitely. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> and, <laughs> and yeah. And Nick, actually, it's... we have some stickers um, that we had had made for our podcast. Um, yeah. And we would love to send you one, you know, and, and uh, we'll after we get off air, uh, get off recording here, we'll uh, get your address and stuff. But we'll send you, you know, some of those and you could put it on your vehicle and just, we just want to get the yeah. word out there and let people hear. Um, we need, we just need more people out there, you know, yelling Jesus in the streets. We just yeah. need for yeah. sure, man. So,
2: amen. Yep. No, for, for sure. Definitely. Most definitely.
1: Sweet, man. Thank you so
0: much for your service, brother. Tell your wife too. And, uh, just God bless you man. Yep.
1: Hang on one second. We'll uh, stop recording and we'll uh...
2: Yeah, you too, Jens. Thank you for this opportunity. God bless you guys.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So that's it for this episode. We're glad you listened and hope you'll come back. Visit www.graceworkswithanx.net to listen to past episodes, read our daily devotions or provide feedback. If you'd like to be a guest on our show, send us a message through Instagram, Facebook or our website. And if these episodes have been an encouragement to you in any way, please share them. Have a blessed day.